Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. On today's Accent of Women, we look at women organising in the South Korean labour movement. In the second part of the program, we'll hear from Walsan Liam, the Director of International Affairs for the Korean Public Transport Workers Union. She'll be talking about a current strike in the railways against privatisation. But first up on the show, we look at a significant labour movement event on the South Korean workers' calendar, Jun Tae-il Day. Jun Tae-il was a South Korean worker and a workers' rights activist who self-immolated in 1970 at the age of 22. He was protesting the poor working conditions in South Korean factories. His death brought attention to the substandard labour conditions in South Korea and helped with the formation of a significant and militant labour union movement there. In memory of Jun Tae-il, the Korean labour movement holds massive rallies on the second Sunday in November every year. This year, that date was the 13th of November, the actual anniversary of Jun Tae-il's death. I spoke with Mikyung Riao, the Director of International Affairs for the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions, about the issues and demands of the Korean labour movement that were raised at this year's rally. Uh, 13th of November, we hold a national uh, workers' rally, national annual rally, uh, to commemorating the labour matter chantail and uh, to celebrate the birthday of the uh, on that day, around uh, 600,000 uh, workers uh, gathered uh, in a Seoul square. And uh, yeah, the uh, main slogan uh, on the, that day was the uh, trade union rights for all workers. We understand that trade union rights are under much, much pressure in Korea um, for a significant mm-hmm. period of time under Park Geun-hee's uh, administration. There was mm-hmm. um, a big attack and people thought that under Moon Jae-in, right. maybe Moon Jae-in won't attack workers as much. Has that been the case? Yeah, many people are expecting uh, that Moon Jae-in uh, the president Moon uh, will take uh, some different route from the previous government, uh, especially uh, the government uh, declared that they will build a nation that respects labor and that respects human rights. So uh, many people are uh, expecting uh, that uh, the trade union rights uh, in Korea will be uh, improved. Uh, sooner or later, but uh, we uh, see that so far uh, the government uh, a lot of things uh, in, uh, regarding uh, employment, uh, especially uh, job creation for young people, but they have never uh, uh, proposed any kinds of roadmap uh, to improve the trade union rights. So uh, the government doesn't have any uh, policy uh, to strengthen uh, the trade union uh, in general. So we are 
are very worried about this. And uh, the government, uh, the the only thing the government declare uh, regarding the trade union rights is uh, the government will ratify the ILO conventions 87 and 98 uh, on the freedom of association and right to organize and right uh, to collective bargaining. But uh, so far, there is no uh, concrete uh, uh, plan uh, suggested by the government to uh, do this. Especially, uh, we changed the government, but uh, in the parliament, the government party uh, is not the majority, and there are still uh, strong resistance from the conservative uh, political forces and the employers. Uh, so, uh, the government uh, should uh, take the initiative to uh, change uh, the atmosphere of the society, which uh, is currently anti-trade union uh, or, uh, in some cases, a union phobia society. So, uh, the uh, concern of uh, trade union rights uh, comes from uh, this situation. So. KCTU uh, launched a uh, uh, broad and a long-term campaign uh, for trade union rights for all workers, especially uh, there are uh, around 50% of the whole working population in Korea is precarious workers, and they are not uh, guaranteed any fundamental labor rights, and it's very difficult for them to exercise those rights. So uh, we are campaigning uh, to revise the law, uh, the, all the uh, legal protection and the fundamental trade union rights uh, should uh, be guaranteed for the all workers, especially uh, for the precarious workers. And we also um, uh, campaigning to raise the awareness uh, of the the uh, function and value of the trade union rights in a democratic society. You mentioned the movement to change the government, the candlelight movement or candlelight revolution. Um, But in your Mm. uh, answer to my last question, you also mentioned uh, the efforts of unionists to transform um, South Korean society from a union-phobic society to a pro-union or union-embracing society. Do you think the candlelight revolution um, worked towards this objective or was it very much a social democratic kind of movement? Uh, The candlelight movement... uh, uh made it possible uh, for us to change to change the president and uh, people learned uh, about uh, what uh, democracy is like uh, in a square and uh, but uh, the limitation is uh, uh, this uh, is not converted to a broader movement to uh, change the workplace or democratize uh, the uh, workplaces where we are working. So uh, the, the democracy in the workplaces uh, is the uh, the the major uh, concern of uh, trade trade union. And uh, so far. Uh, Many people who join the candlelight movement uh, are not uh, eager to join a trade union directly, but 
they uh, uh, have uh, some uh, uh, courage. They learn uh, some courage uh, from the the uh, candlelight movement. That uh, if we uh, act together, we can change. So, uh, in uh, many uh, spaces, uh, they uh, start to speak about uh, the the undemocratic. Uh, practice in their workplaces and uh, the exploitation they are facing. Uh, so we try to organize uh, this kind of uh, indignation and uh, some uh, kind of uh, anger uh, uh, on that situation and uh, organizing uh, our workers. Another one of the big demands of Jun Tail Day was calling for the release of comrade and union leader Han Sung Kyun. Um, can you tell us what's happening with his case at the moment? Yeah, uh, thanks to uh, the the strong international uh, international solidarity uh, for him, uh, have uh, asked to continue the campaign uh, for release uh, President Han. And at this moment, uh, the case, uh, the the judicial procedure uh, was over in July when the Supreme Court finalized the sentence uh, of three years imprisonment. Uh, so now he is uh, detaining, uh, imprisoned in Hwasong Correction Center. And we are calling for a special amnesty by the president, uh, which is the last resort for uh, his release. So uh, we are still uh, pushing the government. And uh, so far, there is no sign from the government to uh, take measure to uh, exercise his authority uh, to give a special amnesty for him. And recently, uh, the ILO uh, recommended to the Korean government to release him or uh, take any measure in uh, its power to release him. And uh, this is the second recommendation from the international organization. Uh, In May or April, the UN uh, Working Group on Arbitrary Detention also recommended uh, the government to release him because uh, the imprisonment against him is uh, arbitrary detention uh, 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 according to the human, uh, international human rights. So, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, many international uh, trade union organization is uh, doing uh, some kind of petition campaign uh, to put pressure on the Korean government uh, to uh, take any measure to, uh, to uh, grant uh, special amnesty before Christmas. And what do you think the chances are of um, Moon Jae-in exercising the special amnesty this side of Christmas? Uh, well, uh, we uh, don't have any concrete information, but uh, it seems uh, that the government is still uh, reading uh, the the conservative uh, political forces uh, contentious or uh, uh, the, the, the response uh, from the employer side because uh, now uh, the former president Park Geun-hye uh, is in jail. Uh, 
and uh, his her case is still pending on the uh, court. And Samsung CEO uh, is uh, in jail as well uh, for his uh, engagement in the corruption scandal. So uh, the conservative political forces and the, the employers or big, big businesses are still uh, looking for any chance to get them released. So uh, the the government uh, are considering how they can um, uh, maintain the, the high level of supporting rate for them. So, uh, but uh, our uh, uh, demand is very simple. They are criminal. They are uh, engaged in a, uh, the corruption and uh, the abuse of political power. But uh, the case of KCT President Han Sang-kyun is uh, not that one. He just organized a demonstration uh, with the same demand uh, which uh, the candlelight movement calling for. So it is a very uh, right time for the government to take a measure to give justice for uh, the victims of undemocratic uh, uh, ruling. Well, Mikyung, thank you so, so much for your time today. Obviously, the South Korean workers um, are very internationalist and often organise internationally. Um, as I've mentioned many times to our listeners, the workers of South Korea are in the fight of their lives for um, the uh, protection and safety and defence of the union movement there. What kind of international support do you need? Uh, first, uh we we will want to um uh the uh get uh president han uh release so we need uh some uh additional uh, pressure uh, from the international society uh to for his release before christmas and uh we also want to uh uh, uh, take uh, draw uh, careful attention uh, on the situation around uh, Korean Peninsula uh, um, in the uh, strengthen the peace in uh, this region. And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. That was Mikyung Ria from the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions speaking about the demonstrations of 600,000 workers to commemorate Juntail Day. Two weeks after this protest march, on the 30th of November, the Korean Public Service and Transport Workers Union went on strike in a dispute against the privatisation of part of the railways. The international officer of that union is Walsan Liam, and she gives us the details of this dispute. We have uh, members of the Korean Public Service and Transport Workers Union, KBTR members, who are working in the Seoul Metro Line 9 Segment 1, which is about 25 stops, uh, are on strike. They've been on strike since November 30th, and the main issue is that this line is being operated by a French company, which is a joint venture between Transdev, which is the largest 
private operator of public transport globally, I believe, and uh, RATP Dev, which is a sub uh, subsidiary of the Paris Public Transport uh, Corporation. They, these two companies are uh, have a joint venture, and they are operating the, the Line Nine, and they're they're focused on making a profit as opposed to guaranteeing decent working conditions and safety for the workers and safety for passengers. And so staffing levels are very low, such that uh, the driving, driving time is really long. Uh, technicians and uh, are working for uh, very long hours with not, an, with not enough uh, time off. And there are a lot of stations that are staffed by just one person, although it's really, really busy. And so all of this means that uh, workers are really fatigued. And that, of course, has an impact on safety for the over uh, 600,000 people who are riding the subway every day. And so our workers are calling for uh, increase in work in the number of workers on the subway so that they can have decent working conditions and guarantee passenger safety. So what does the industrial action look like at the moment? We have been on strike since November 30th. And so the... Uh, it's unfortunately in Korea, there's a there's a really high requirement for minimum services, and so the the work that actually the minimum services requirement is about 60, 60 to sixty four percent of the workforce has to remain on the job at the same time. The rest of the workers have come out on strike. It's we've had a hundred percent participation, um, and these are young workers. They were unable to form. They've been trying to form a union. Uh, until the beginning of this year had been unsuccessful because of pressure from the employer, but finally were able to, to form a union. Um, and so they're on strike for the first time. And so they're very energetic, even though, you know, there's some tension around it being the first strike. They've been uh, doing protests and out in the subway reaching out to, to riders to get their opinion about what needs to happen to create a safer, better uh, line nine, and they've been also also been taking the time to do a lot of education, union education. And so um, we have had them at the office of our of our railway workers union, um, participating in different types of education courses. Um, and it's been both a learning experience and also a moment uh, to let the public know about what the problems are with this private operator uh, in line nine. This whole metro is generally. Uh, publicly run and the conditions are really different from the publicly run lines and obviously the safety implications are different from what we see in the other lines. And what is your sense of the company in relation to whether or not it's going to negotiate with the workers and uh, accede to some of the demands? The company actually, there's, so there's a French manager here in Korea and there have been negotiations have been going on, but the company's position is that they have to pay a certain amount of dividends to back to the parent companies and investors every year, and they're not willing to give up give up those dividends to change uh, the operation of of the subway or to increase uh, number of workers. And so, they have agreed to uh, a certain a few increases, like an increase of a, of a small number of workers without cutting into the dividends. At first, they were asking workers to take a pay cut in order to make that happen. Now they're saying that they can uh, do some rearrangement of other other parts of the company in order to make it happen. But it's 
it's nowhere near what is actually needed to guarantee safety and decent working conditions. And so we are, we've been at a sticking point in negotiations up until going on strike. And, and there's been some meetings, but without a lot of progress since the beginning of the strike. And so we have, you know, it's, it's actually a rather complicated governance structure because uh, the Seoul city government give, has uh, given this um, contract for operations of, the, of Line 9, actually first to some Korean investors, and those Korean investors then again have recontracted out to this French company in order to actually operate the line, and so there are a lot of players involved. And we are calling on the Seoul city government to intervene as well, to to, inc- to regulate and, and mediate, to get a solution, and we're also calling on the parent companies back in French in France to step in and uh, make a decision that's needed in order to have a real increase in the workforce. There has been some support from unions internationally. You mentioned the French um, support that you get or the support you're getting from France. But what, what about the, these companies in many other countries? Have you um, looked at and, and garnered support from other places? Yeah, I think it's really important for workers in these two countries to... Um, to learn about each other and start to build, I mean, sorry, workers in these two different companies to learn about each other and and start to build solidarity. And so uh, we have been reaching out to to the places where we know that there are unions in TransDev or RATP uh, companies. The support from France has been really great and also from the European Transport Workers Federation's uh, rail section where there are both rail and subway uh, unions involved, they passed a resolution in support and, and noted that they have members in, in these companies around Europe and um, are willing to continue solidarity actions. And then we've also had some contact with uh, workers in trans-dev companies in New Zealand. Um, they've had some industrial action recently and we've sent some information back and forth and pictures. And so I think uh, in time, we'll be able to do solidarity back and forth uh, with those workers. Other than that, we need to learn more about um, the con- uh, two companies, Global Network and where there's unions, and to start build that, building that solidarity. And I think that um, this is the first step, and we have, we've been putting feelers out, and this strike actually happened rather quickly, quicker than we expected to. So, um, but the the dispute is not going to end. I think just with this one strike, it's going to go forward. And so we're going to continue to work on building that solidarity. We have seen quite militant activity from the Korean labour movement, particularly in railways. We saw the massive strike of 2013 uh, where workers were really solid sticking together. Do you think this dispute is going to be as big as that? And also, what's the... Um, what were the wins of that particular um, dispute that you're hoping to um, add to or, or the gains that you're hoping to build with this one? Yeah, in uh, Actually, the long-distance railway workers have had two major industrial actions since 2013, one against rail privatization at the end of 2013 and one against uh, the introduction, introduction of discriminatory performance-related pay and termination system at the end of last year, which that one was even longer, went on for 74 days. And through those strikes in long-distance rail, we've been able to, I mean, it, it changed public opinion. And so there's 
uh, support for keeping the rail public and integrated. And uh, we also have now a changing government in part because of the struggle of workers. And so we have a government now that is committed to uh, public rail and stopping privatization and stopping liberalization. This is, is really great for us. And and now the, the strike in the metro, it's not the same group of workers, but in some ways, this is the first step to also a struggle to keep the metro public and and safe and accessible. And uh, what's really great is that in this struggle, some the, the workers in long distance rail uh, who have, you know, they've been in industrial action many, many times and have a lot of experience are helping to impart that experience to the workers who are in this line, particularly younger and have less experience. Um, and so that's that's one of the positive things that we're able to build on. In, in at, at the same time, this is a first step for us to build public support and a campaign for the uh, a fully public metro and an integrated metro under one operator in this whole area. And so um, I believe that the strike that we in the the union are affiliated in the uh, Soul Line Nine specifically has made this. Uh, it's not a, uh, a unlimited strike, so it, it will. The first round of striking will end at, uh, tomorrow night if uh, it goes according to plan. But it's the first step to a longer campaign, and hopefully that campaign will build and again be one towards uh, winning fully integrated and public uh, transport in the Seoul Metro. That was Wal San Liam from the Korean Public Service and Transport Workers Union. And before her, Mikyung Griao from the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions. They were both speaking about disputes and demands of the Korean workers' movement. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.